hey, welcome to the definition of fuck. That felt way too <laughs> on it, too forward. What do you mean? You're like, ready? Click, hi, welcome to the definition of fuck. <laughs> you know welcome I mean? back. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Let's go. Sh- sit the fuck down. Are you ready for this fucking podcast or not? Listen to me now. <laughs> uh, so we'll just rip it back. One, two, three. Action. Hey, everybody. Wh- <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome. No. That's just creepy. Yeah, okay. Hey, everybody. Action. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the definition of fuck. That's better. Thanks. <laughs> I'm your host, Sydney. And I'm your host, Justin. 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 Hi. <laughs> Justin. 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 How was your day today? My day was good. Yeah? My day was good. <laughs> Just on this like robotic reading <laughs> from a script. <laughs> My day was good. My day was good. Yeah. Woke up. Actually started off not good. Why? We were sleeping. Oh. Well, you were sleeping. I woke up. And I was just playing on my phone, in and out of sleep, you know? I was like, uh, I might go back to sleep for a little bit. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens. And then um, a big-ass bang happened, and the whole house shook. Mm-hmm. So I freak out. I throw my pants on and run upstairs, thinking that your daughter had... Like fallen out of bed or something? Yeah. yeah. Fallen out of bed and hit the floor. Uh, excuse me. Run upstairs. She's fine. Check on her first thing. Walk into the dining room where you have your monstra. Your giant fucking monster plant on top of the fish tank. Except it wasn't on top of the fish tank. Mm. It was on the floor. Mm-hmm. And the cats were by it. Mm-hmm. So I figured the cats probably jumped up on it and knocked it over and smashed it down. And I was thinking to myself, I'm going to try and cover for these cats. <laughs> so she's still asleep. I'm going to clean it up as fast as I can and put it back up. And I'll then I can just explain it to her softly. But then you woke up. Mm-hmm. You came trudging up the stairs. I just you like bang, 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 <laughs> and I'm in the bathroom at this point. You're like, "Are you in the bathroom?" I'm like, "Yeah." You're like, "Fuck." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so I quickly get out of the bathroom, and you quickly go into the bathroom. Oh, but first, I'm in the bathroom, and I just hear you go, "Oh, what the fuck?" <laughs> I just want one fucking day, <laughs> and I'm like, "Damn it, she saw." Yeah, I was not feeling good this morning. Yeah, yeah nausea. Yeah, nausea and the shits and just yeah. every, it was bad. Yeah, I don't know. This is a PG podcast. The poops. The poops. I'm sorry. I had the, the poops. The definition of dang it. <laughs> and of course, I walk upstairs. First thing I see is my fucking plant laying on the ground. So I'm pissed off about that. I have yeah. to go to the bathroom really bad. So I'm like banging on the door. So that's how my day started. And then it got good after that. Yeah. And that's how your day started. Mm-hmm. Did it get good after that? Yeah. Good. It's a pretty lazy day. Like, I wiped down the whole house. I sanitized the house today. It wasn't lazy at all. But I had a nap. Yeah, but that's it. That doesn't... chilled out. Make it a lazy day. You did the dishes. You wiped down every wall, every (laughs) door handle, every light switch. You wiped down basically every inch of the house after making a solution out of cleaning material. And then... We also took down the spice rack. You cleaned Mm. every one of the spice holders, and then we refilled all of them with our spices and reorganized the pantry with the spices. I forgot about that. That's not a lazy day in my opinion. It feels like a lazy day for me. I'm used to, like, just go, go, go. And if I'm not go, go, going, and I'm just sitting, then I feel lazy. 
Even if it's like I get two things done, it's not enough for me. I'm fucking weird like that. Though. If you put know. that on TikTok, TikTok would be like, you have ADHD. Probably. You have a diagnosed ADHD. <laughs> I feel lazy though. Like even though I did two, three, four things today, mm-hmm. I feel like I sat on the couch a lot. You really didn't sit on the couch very much today at all. I napped and I watched a lot of TikToks. You napped for like an hour, which is completely fine. Mm-hmm. And you watched TikTok for like an hour. Yeah. And and also today we're doing a fucking hour long podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we did do a lot. I'm just a psycho about cleaning. If it's not, like, everything done in one go, then I'm like, it's not good enough. Yeah. Mm. I get like that sometimes. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what else I fucking did? Today I came down and ordered, um, horror, ordered? Recorded. Yeah. Horror jabber. Oh, yeah. And when I walked in, um, my candle holder was on the ground and the glass pieces were completely shattered into mm-hmm. my carpet. Mm-hmm. Also the cats. Yeah. They knock down, I have this little, like, bulb thing with a fake plant in it. Yeah. They knock that down. Smashed it. Yeah. All over the floor and in the carpet. Fuck. I vacuumed it up the best I could, but I'm just, like, waiting for the day where I step on a fucking glass shard that I missed. You know what? Uh, Now is a weird time to tell you because this is just, like, personal stuff and not a podcast thing. (laughs) I just cleaned the glass up with my bare hands. Every piece? Yeah. So there might be glass in there. I don't know. Vacuum it. No, I will. I will. But just be careful of in front of the TV. As I'm like dancing around. <laughs> just stomping on the carpet. Just be weary because I clean it up with my hands. Okay, good to so know. So there's probably glass in there. Good to know. Yep. I'm sure everybody at DOF really needed to know that. Hey guys, if you come over to hang out, be careful in front of my TV because I know I say I'm going to vacuum it up. Probably not going to vacuum it up. I'll probably vacuum it up. Don't vacuum it up. <laughs> Leave it. I like a little chaos, a little danger, a little spice. Fair enough. Let me have my glass. Do whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) Let me have my glass carpet. (laughs) You know how sometimes you just have like those days where you just want to drink or eat? Yeah. Yeah. Today's one of those days. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had to crack one open before we uh, started recording. Same. Sipping on a BL. Mm -hmm. That's Bud Light for a layman. I just really wanted a drink today. Just one of those days. I don't know. And like nothing really triggered it either. It was just... So every once in a while, I have certain, like, if I'm cooking, mm-hmm. I would love to have a glass of wine when I'm cooking. Yep. Or if I'm, I don't even know. Like, some days it's just, like, stronger than others. Yeah, sometimes I have this thing where I want to I wanna drink um, the minute I wake up. and really? I Yeah. I've never felt that. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, fuck, I would love to drink right now. Uh-huh. Um, I don't. Because I have it under control, but there was a point where I would. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes still I'll wake up and be like, fuck, I want to get wasted. Like, immediately. Really? I guess, like, I used to back in the day, like, Mm -hmm. before I had my daughter, I would get drunk, wake up, shotgun a twisted tea, go to work, (laughs) and then I work in a bar, so I'm drinking at work, Mm -hmm. and then just continuously drink, but not anymore, like, Pouring a drink doesn't usually hit me till around supper time. Right. Usually, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's not every day or anything like that, but sometimes, yeah. You're just waking up in cold sweats because you want to drink <laughs> so bad. <laughs> no, no, no. I just wake up and I'm like, 
as I'm waking up, I'm thinking about like, oh God, I would love a shower beer right now. Mm, something about camping. Like I wake up and I'm like, oh, I really want a Caesar. I think that's everybody. Yeah. Right? I'm just out at the lake and like, I just want to have a Caesar for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't well, know. People put like Bailey's in their coffee. That's true. I've it done that before. It doesn't feel like drinking in the morning, but you're just drinking in the morning. That's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You have enough of those, you could definitely get a good buzz going for the day. <laughs> oh, definitely. I remember I was, uh, when I lived with my buddy in the weird yellow house, um, I got wicked drunk the night before, woke up, and my buddy, shouts out Mike K, was like, hey, I'm in town, come down to the bar, and I had, like, just woken up, and it, it was in the morning. Yeah. I didn't, like, sleep until it was time to go again. I went down, met him there, and we all just had coffee and Baileys, mm -hmm. and I had like four of them or something, and since I was already still kind of buzzing from the night yeah. before. Yeah, I walked out of that fucking bar drunk. Drunk on Baileys? <laughs> drunk on Baileys at like 11.30 in the morning, or like 12 noon. Fuck. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been drunk off Baileys <clears throat> before, because it's so like thick. Oh, you don't feel good. Yeah, no. <laughs> just, just heavy. fucking drinking a bunch of cream. <laughs> Just a bunch Gross. of <clears throat> fermented cream. As I, like, take a bite out of the cheese block earlier this week. <laughs> I'm like, ew, gross, heavy cream. Yeah, can you explain that real quick? You took a... You just took a bite out of the cheese block. Not a very big one. Because I had COVID. Mm-hmm. And then I had a day where everything I ate tasted like... It was like a rubbing alcohol gasoline mixture. Right. It was fucking gross. But it wasn't, like, the actual taste. It was, like, when I breathed in... Yeah. I could, like, smell, taste it, if that makes sense. So everything Smaced it, for yeah. sure. <laughs> so everything I ate tasted fucking gross. Didn't eat all day um, the next day because I was too scared. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to taste that again. But I was, like, curious if I still had it. So I didn't know what else to do. So I just grabbed the block of cheese <laughs> and took a bite. <laughs> and lo and behold, I didn't have it anymore. So it fixed it. <laughs> Good. So, hey, guys, if you have COVID and you not lose your taste, but you get it all weird... Take a bite out of a Havarti block. Well, I didn't want to make like a full sandwich or like a full cheese plate, cheese plate or something, and then waste it because I did that the night prior. Right. So I just took a bite and yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying when I went to make a cheese plate today, I was like, that's not that can't be a a bite. <laughs> and then you're like, do you like the? <laughs> you're like, do you like the bite out of the cheese block? You don't sound like that. No. <laughs> do you like the bite out of the cheese block? I'm just standing behind you. Do you like that bite? Oh, That was me. That was me. <laughs> That's my calling card now. I'm the Zodiac Killer. It's my fucking cheese block. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, sometimes I wake up and want to drink. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Other days I don't. I think it's just because I was addicted to alcohol. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they say like once you're an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic. It's just a matter of managing it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think sometimes I have that, but I'm, I've trained myself to not be interested in doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. I love having a few, yep. but getting like drunk, I'm genuinely not interested in it anymore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like right now I, I'm drinking a Bud Light. Uh, maybe I'll have like two more tonight Yeah, and that's it. I don't really want to have more, but that urge is still there. It's just a matter of maintaining it. Yeah. Yeah. I still get the feeling that I, like, want to get drunk every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Especially if I don't have my daughter and I have either, like, a reason to be in or, like, I'm just in the city mm -hmm. for the night. 
definitely because there's no like where we live there is a bar but it's like a really small not the same you know wouldn't be that fun no so i have like my main like watering holes my church that i go to and like Mm -hmm. if i'm there i definitely get the feeling to drink especially after like two then i'm like okay we're, we're doing this tonight yeah that's another thing i have definitely is like sometimes i i won't want to drink really but i'll have one like in a social setting setting yeah mm-hmm. i'll have one and then I'll, it's like my brain argues with me mm-hmm. it's like well come on man you can have two yeah. and then i'm like ah my car's here though you know i don't know i don't want to i can't drive mm-hmm. and then i'm like well i don't have to drive you know i can get a cab yeah so i have two and then my brain's like Hey, man, I mean, you're already not driving, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll just have nine. Mm-hmm. You no, know? That's, yeah, that's how it works for me, too. Yeah. Especially if I'm not driving and I'm like, I can socially drink. Like, I can have, like, four at max and just stop. At usually. a bar? Not at a bar, no. I find that just about impossible. Mm, if I'm just sitting at home, usually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if it's just me and you having a couple, it's super easy to have, like, two to four drinks and then leave it at that yeah rarely i get the urge to like go for it Mm -hmm. when it's just us at home but to be honest sometimes i do yeah sometimes when we're hanging out like whether we're recording a podcast or we're just sitting at the table talking and Mm -hmm. stuff um you know i'll have three and then i'm like wow i wish i had a whole case to just smash into my fucking dome right now (laughs) yeah just that like lingering alcoholism in my fucking brain Mm -hmm. it's hard yeah it is it's I don't know. I found it relatively easy to manage, mm-hmm. but it can be hard depending on the circumstances, I guess. Like, I, it's funny because, like, I'll go weeks without drinking, mm-hmm. getting drunk, and then I get, like, one night where I drink, and I'm like, I feel guilty. I feel yeah. so guilty because I went out and got drunk one night. Oh, yeah. It's such a weird feeling because I would have never felt remorse for it back in the day like even three years ago no yeah i wouldn't have felt any fucking remorse for it and now i drink like get drunk maybe once or twice a month yeah usually when i don't have my daughter that's the only time oh yeah you never do when she's here Mm -hmm. and your definition of drunk is i think different than maybe some people listening like when you say oh i i got drunk last night yeah it means like just by definition, you are drunk. As mm-hmm. where some people, you know, when they get drunk, they're like, oh, I just have a buzz. Yeah. And then when they're blackout wasted, they're like, yeah, I was pretty drunk last night. Mm-hmm. Like, when you say you got drunk, you literally just mean like, yeah, I had enough alcohol to be considered drunk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like blackout. Yeah, you never get like crazy. Get rowdy or anything. I guess a lot of people would like drink until they start to blackout and then do a bunch of cocaine and then keep drinking. Which yeah. Is- an insane concept for me because, like, I've never done cocaine, so I don't necessarily get it from my standpoint. No. Nah. But I do understand, like, that they want to keep drinking and it sobers them up enough to keep drinking. I get to a certain point of drunk and I'm like, fuck everybody. I want pizza. I know. And I want to go to bed. Do you know how many times I've gone home drunk, <clears throat> ordered pizza in the cab, got home, passed the fuck out before the, pe- the pizza got to my house? Yep. <laughs> like, TJ's wasn't a fan of me for a while. Just because <laughs> And they'd go to like deliver the pizza and i'd just be passed out in bed and good luck fucking waking me up when i'm drunk like, oh yeah no way yeah. phone's right beside my head going off can't hear a fucking thing you want to hear a fucking story about uh me not waking up at a pretty crucial moment mm-hmm. i had gone to my hometown with my good buddy we went to the bar hanging out with people we haven't seen in a few years 
Um, the unfortunate fact is that when him and I drink together, if we don't plan on it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to get too drunk. Yeah. That's sort of always how it's been, especially back then. Now, not so much. But we went to the bar and we got really drunk and then i was like well dude um i'm gonna head out like i'm fucked up and i don't like these people so i'm gonna go back and we were staying at his mom's house so we went there his mom well was not there i think she worked nights or something i took a pizza out of the freezer put it in the oven sat on the couch and then i woke up to him punching me in the head because i wasn't waking up the whole house was Full of smoke. Oh, no. And the fucking fire alarm's going off. His sister is, like, screaming. Oh, my God. And I just wake up and, like, hello? (laughs) Fuck. I could have fucking burned the house down. And that fool comes home and there's, like, just smoke filling the house. And he could not wake me up. That's scary. He was shaking me and screaming at me, Mm. apparently. Mm-hmm. And then I finally woke up because he started hitting me in the fucking head. Whether that be from alcohol consumption or, like, smoke inhalation, I don't know. But I wasn't waking up till he think, fucking hit me in the head. Like, I don't know if it's the same for everybody. But, like, if I pass out because I've been drinking, yeah, I there's no waking me up. It's hard. I have been, like, asleep to the point where I don't even... People have been like, we tried to wake you up. Like, and you just wouldn't wake up (laughs) like i'm sorry like i don't know and like i don't even have to be hammered i just like a certain amount of liquor yeah will put me to the point of like i just don't fucking wake up yeah which is very scary it is scary Mm -hmm. like what if he didn't come home or his sister didn't come home or what if you're just at home alone you decided to make a pizza i probably would have died yeah scary i bet if i was passed out in there for another half hour Mm -hmm. i could have died like when i say there was a lot of smoke like it was hard to see, like... Well, enough to set the smoke alarm off. Oh, it, like, thick smoke inside. That's so scary. Like, bad news. Bad so if news no bears. one had shown up, like, I probably would have died from smoke inhalation. Yeah, or burnt the house down. Yeah, or died in a fire, because mm-hmm. your boy wanted a freaking garlic spinach pizza. <laughs> like... Not worth it. <laughs> no! Well, it would have been really delicious, but unfortunately, I burnt it real badly. <laughs> So, I know that there's a ton of, like, negative effects from drinking. Yeah. Can you think of any positive, like, things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I could probably think of a few. I, I love alcohol deep down. Mm-hmm. I hate it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, as a guy who really at one point loved it, I got a few rattling around in my brain of things I really love about it. Okay. Um, socializing, mm-hmm. you know, that helps a lot. Especially if you have anxiety yeah, or you're just like an introvert, mm-hmm. alcohol can really, really help. Yeah. Res- even just responsibly drinking. You mm-hmm. have like two to loosen up. Yep. You can talk to people freely the way you want to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like if you don't get drunk enough to embarrass yourself you're probably just gonna like make some friends and stuff yeah a little bit of liquid courage goes a long way like even dancing i've been on a stage naked in front of hundreds of people hundreds of times yeah because that was my job right but i would still get nervous every fucking time well yeah it's a performance yeah have a drink and take a shot before you go on to stage and like you know it's like nothing it's like my job 
Yeah. It just like that liquid courage gave me like, and it's I don't have to go overboard with it, but just having that like one or two before going on stage eases the nerves so easily. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I can get that. I can think of uh, two instances where that is was very true for me. One, you were there. Actually, you were there for both. <laughs> you were there for this one. I'm not going to say their names. I don't even know if they listen. Lovely folks, though. We're just going to call them Redhead and Beard. Okay. We were at their wedding. Mm, yeah. Beard is in a band. He was like, hey, get up here. We're going to do Weezer. You're going to sing. And I was like, haha, yeah. <laughs> and then they just got up there and put their instruments on. And he fucking was standing in front of everybody. And he's like, get up here. You're going to sing. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I was a little bit drunk. Mm-hmm. And I was still nervous as shit to sing with a band in front of those people. Mm-hmm. If I was sober? No way. I would have had a fucking panic attack. <laughs> yeah. But I went up and I did great. Yeah. Because I had a little bit to drink. Yeah. And then um, the other times would be any interaction I had with you prior to us like going out. Actually, the first two were pretty negative not great (laughs) at least awkward yeah but then when we actually hung out for the first time Mm -hmm. um yeah no if i hadn't had a few drinks i I don't think that would have went very well yeah just that like socialization aspect of it yeah makes it way easier i like i wish i could be the type of person that just is sober and funny like I, i can be funny sober it's not like i like rely on liquor as my personality no i know exactly what you mean but it brings it out yeah it's a lot easier for me to open up and like talk to people oh yeah Mm -hmm. that's the that's my number one positive when it comes to alcohol do you have any more um yeah it's fun Mm -hmm. like just even the act of drinking is fun yeah to me like the sort of the party aspect of it like yeah it's kind of douchey i guess but it's like shotgun a beer with your buddies like that's fun you know mm-hmm. i remember times uh my buddy just got a new apartment and i went down to the city he was living in to uh sort of break it in mm-hmm. so, so to speak and a bunch of us were over there and we went to the bathroom and i stood on the bathtub mm-hmm. and then one of us was in the bathtub and one of us was leaning over the bathtub and we all shotgun beers mm-hmm. and people started puking and you know we had like black flag or something blasting in the background mm-hmm. and just the act of drinking is very fun yeah Beer being pong. with your like friends and just hanging out and having a good time and laughing yeah and like yeah. that type of crazy hijinks mm-hmm. doesn't happen without alcohol no or drugs, I guess, but I've just uh, I've never been a drug guy, so I can only really speak from alcohol yeah. uh, consumption. But yeah, like that's fun to me. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? The adventures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> some like fun adventures. Um, you know, you wake up the next day, you're like, ugh, that was wicked dangerous, but we're all fine, and mm-hmm. it was really fun. Yeah. That was pre uh, hyper anxiety, though. Yeah. That's all changed for me now. When I do those things. Well, I haven't done those things in a very long time, but even like two years ago, doing those things, I would wake up with such crippling anxiety. Mm-hmm. Even if like nothing bad happened at all, we just had a really great time. Mm-hmm. I would still, you know, wake up just feeling like a fucking catfish wiggling around on my bed. Yeah, out of cringe and anxiety, and so that kind of went downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are some positives. I you? guess yeah, I can agree with all of those for sure. Yeah. 
I don't know if I can think of any more, though. Uh, drunk sex is fun. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, if you're in a committed relationship and you have a healthy sex life, you can have just as good of sex sober. Oh, yeah, like, better. Yeah. Well, I'd say. Yeah, less sloppy. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Sloppy's good, but, like, <laughs> yeah. No yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, better now, but just in general, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. I think, like, a lot of people only have sex drunk. Yep. I used to be like that. Yeah, me too. Like, when I was single, just because I there's no... no. I don't don't need to be having sober sex with somebody that I'm not committed to, I guess. Yeah. That's probably not a healthy way to look at it, but I used to be like that. I think we could, we can, like, we know what's healthy and unhealthy when it comes to alcohol at this point, and we can just put a disclaimer, any of the things we talk about that we used to do, we already know that they were not healthy or good things to do. Yeah. Just our personal experiences from the past. Yeah, but I think that just goes back to socializing. Because mm-hmm. really, at the end of the day, that is what that is. It's just like a really intimate level of socializing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you go out and uh, it's just like, oh, what's up, dude? Let's fuck. <laughs> it starts somewhere and mm-hmm. it starts with socializing. And it starts with alcohol. Yeah. And then you just climb up that socialization ladder until yeah. you're fucking. Yeah. So I think that falls under the same category, honestly. Yeah, that's true. To me, that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. But, like, you, yeah. It can be fun, but you shouldn't. Like, if your relationship solely relies on having sex drunk. Not good. That's not good. No, it's not good. No. Any yeah. relationship in any uh, any capacity mm-hmm. based on substance, bad news. Yeah, if friendships, family, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's, if the only thing that you're doing when you get together is drinking or abusing substances, it's not healthy. If the glue is substance, mm-hmm. you're fucked from get go. Yeah. Like straight from jump, you're probably done. Yeah. Unless you can slow down on drinking with those people and, and see that it's not the glue. Yep. But a lot of times that's not the case. Mm-mm. So. No, that's, yeah, like I... Well, I talked about it in the uh, friendship episode. Yeah. How I have certain people, certain friends that I hang out with and only drink with them. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's just what our friendship is. Yeah. But it's not somebody that I'm going to be like, hey, let's go get breakfast or let's go take a trip somewhere together, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I have specific people in my life that I don't have to drink around and those are the friendships that I value the most. Of course, yeah, mm-hmm. because there's it's based in reality. Yeah. We don't have to get fucked up to like be around each other. If you have to be drunk to tolerate somebody, then it's probably not Yeah. Not good. No, it's not good. It's like it's a fake connection. Uh, yeah. Like you can convince yourself of anything when you're drunk. You know, I've met people at the bar when I'm wasted and I'm just like, Bro, I fucking love you, man. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you wake up and you're like, I don't even like that dude. Yeah, what was his name? Like, like what the <laughs> fuck was I talking about? Yeah. But, oh, and, and also, um, you said we talked about that in the friendship episode. Mm-hmm. So, the reason we're doing this episode on alcoholism and then a little bit of uh, our experience with others in our lives doing drug use and stuff is because, like, we have already brought up alcohol and our drinking days and stuff so many times. Mm-hmm. That it kind of only made sense to 
sit down and actually talk about it. Yeah. Have a yeah. full episode based on it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you could probably make a drinking game out of how many times I bring up the fact that I used to drink a lot or just alcohol in general. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually like, we were talking about what we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And you were like, have we done like substances? And I was like, I, I had to like triple think that triple think triple think it yeah because <laughs> i wasn't sure because we've brought it up so many times but we've never sat down and actually had a full episode on it yeah i had to bring up our episode list mm-hmm. and read them all and i was like okay yeah no yeah we've talked about things that where alcohol will get entwined into but mm-hmm. we've never sat down and like talked about yeah substances yeah so what's up so if you haven't figured it out half an hour into the episode, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this episode's about substance. What's up, my substance boys and girls and other people? <laughs> yeah, like we can't, I don't know, we can't speak on behalf of drugs because like I've done hallucinogens in the past. However, those aren't addictive. Mm-hmm. I don't fiend for mushrooms on a regular basis. Or like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I've done them just to have fun and then I left it at that and I'll go years without even touching them. Yeah. Um weed i don't i used to smoke a lot of fucking weed i wish i still could but it just gives me anxiety yeah and it's the same thing every time i tell people that well you're just not you're not smoking the right strain it's like no i've tried every fucking strain every type of weed edibles fucking you name it i can smoke with one person and that is my best friend ashley Mm -hmm. she is the only person that i can smoke weed around and not get anxiety yeah otherwise i there's no fuck. It's like Russian roulette. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna risk getting fucking crazy anxiety just because I want to smoke a little bit of weed. Like it's not worth it. Yeah, same. It's like flipping a coin where one side is ninety uh, percent larger than the other. Mm-hmm. I I might have a good fun laughing fucking good old time if mm-hmm. I smoke weed. Most likely though, I'm gonna have a horrible existential crisis. Have well, to hide that away I'm gonna... in the room. <laughs> yeah, like last time I smoked weed. Actually, last time I smoked weed was like three days ago, but mm. it was it was like ninety percent CBD. Yeah, and that was fine. I just felt really nice and mm-hmm. relaxed and stuff. But mm-hmm. last time I like smoked weed was I can't even remember. It was probably with me and Ashley. No, I think I smoked it since then. Yeah, but that's the one that like comes <laughs> to mind. Mm-hmm. I got fucking so gooned that I couldn't even see straight, <laughs> and I had to go lay down for like two hours. Yeah. Ruined my night. Can I go on a little rant real quick? Yeah. If you smoke weed, I fuck with that. I fuck with weed. Mm-hmm. Don't ever take this as me saying I don't like weed. If you smoke weed, good stuff. I think it should be legal everywhere. Yep. However, I don't like stupid stoners. Yeah. Like... The people that you were just, you just, like, touched on. The the people who wear, like, fucking a hoodie with Marilyn Monroe holding handguns with a <laughs> pot leaf bandana on. Yeah. Or, like, pot leaf leggings. Oh, God. And they're just like, um, no, you're just not smoking the right strain. See, you're smoking, like, a... A sativa. You're smoking a upper header sativa um why don't i give you this this um indica <laughs> indica mixture uh hybrid calabrial zephenomorm <laughs> it's um mango perp hot scourger from straight from bc which is like you can't even get this stuff anywhere else it's like basically like 
And they bought it at the pot shop in town. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, man, I don't want to smoke your hot perps Kirschmersher or whatever. I just don't want to fucking smoke weed. I'm very sorry that you and I don't enjoy the same substances. I don't like weed. And then those same dudes are like, nah, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like fucking... Hey, I don't like weed. Well, yeah, you do. You just uh, don't like the weeds that you've tried. I'm like, I've smoked weed like a hundred times yeah. and I've hated it 90 times out of a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, what about those 10 times? <laughs> like, they just have to justify it because they love it so much. It's so fucked. Mm-hmm. And then I flip it. It's like, imagine if someone came up to me and they're just like, I fucking hate drinking, man. I, I always do something horrible and it's ruining my life. And I just went, now nah, you just haven't drank the right whiskey yeah. yet. <laughs> See, what you're drinking whiskey, but you need to be drinking beer. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, whiskey whiskey makes you fight, bro. But if you just drink beer, you just feel fuzzy. It's like, no, I'm still getting drunk and I still don't like it. And it's same, same goes for weed. Mm-hmm. Again, if you smoke weed, that's great. I, I love the idea of weed. Mm-hmm. But if you're that specific group of people who, like, pushes weed down people's throats, piss off, man. Mm-hmm. That same goes for anything. Yeah. But, like, weed's the one I run into a lot. Yeah. My friend Shelby, he fucking won't even go into a weed store. He hates it. Yeah. Because everyone who works there is like that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he he hates those people vastly more than I do. Yeah. He, one time we went in, um, my other buddy wanted to get something, so he goes in and Shelby's standing there with me and he's looking around and he's just like... like he's shaking his head you know and he's just sighing to himself and he's like fuck fuck this and he just walked out and i'm like what's going on dude you okay he's like i just fucking hate those people i can't be around those idiots (laughs) like it's so funny i don't know i love weed under the right circumstance i can typically smoke it alone i i love to smoke it before i stretch Mm -hmm. or do yoga um i can smoke it while i'm cleaning if I have something to focus my mind on, and yeah. I'm not just, I cannot just sit there and smoke weed and watch a movie. I'm not paying attention to the movie. I'm thinking about what I did fucking six years ago and cringing over the fact oh, yeah. that I did something embarrassing. Yep. Like, it's just this, yeah, like I said, Russian roulette. It's either a really good time or a really bad time. And majority, it's a bad time. Mm-hmm. But I do love weed. I wish I could smoke it. Maybe I just need to build up my tolerance more. I don't fucking know what it is, but it's just not worth it for me, you know? Yeah. And I say the same with liquor, well, with getting drunk. Yeah. It's never worth it. There are times where I want to get so drunk just because I feel like it. Mm-hmm. And I do, and I fucking regret it even before I wake up in the morning because I'm already <laughs> yeah. puking the minute I get into bed. Like, I'm just, it's bad. But that's where I learned to just, like, I can manage substances very easily. Right. I don't have an addictive personality to the point that it will ruin my life. Mm-hmm. I can say, nope, don't want it not do it for weeks at a time and be okay with that except for nicotine for some reason nicotine has a fucking chokehold on me like well same hardcore grass but i mean it's hard it is but i guess out of all substances nicotine it's not the the best but it's not the worst you know it's not heroin yeah yeah (laughs) you know you're not smoking crack no exactly but i do have a very good grasp on any sort of addictive substance i guess Mm -hmm. for the most part Except for nicotine. <laughs> I don't really. Just recently, well, recently is in like the last three or four years, I've been able to handle it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I was younger, yeah, like the addictive 
personality thing. Big issue with that. Also, I just um said, you're not smoking crack. Hey, hey, my friends who like to smoke crack every once in a while. No judgment. A little bit of judgment, actually. But I love you guys anyways. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> you're so respectful of me and, and my personal wants and likes and dislikes. So I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but also... Don't smoke crack. <laughs> I'm not even gonna tell those guys not to. I'm just saying it in general. Like I'm just. Oh Jesus being Christ! That person. In general, yeah. Don't smoke crack, every fucking moron. No. What are you doing with your life? That's fucking embarrassing. There was a time in my life, uh, fourteen, fifteen, where I fucking hated weed. <laughs> I hated it. I broke up with my boyfriend at the time because he smoked weed. Damn. I was fucking like I was so against it. Did they call you Straight Edge Sydney? No, but I wish they would have. <laughs> kind of a cool nickname. You got the, that is a cool nickname. You got the X's tattooed on your hands and shit. <laughs> I've been sick. And then I remember trying it for the first time and enjoying it, admittedly. And then I uh it's funny thinking back because it's like I fucking hated it so much. And I see memes every once in a while where it's like, oh, that one person that used to hate on you for doing this and then now they do it. So I always mm. tag them in it because it's like, ha ha. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. No, I don't know what my deal with it was. But I have the same opinion on cocaine now Yeah. that I did with weed back in the day. Cocaine's I'm trash. I'm never going to try cocaine. You know, weed obviously slipped into my life, which is fine. I'm. I, I will never... I'm going to be 29 this year and I will never, ever try cocaine. I don't give a fuck. I just have nothing in me wants to. I've I've said this a lot. People know my stance on cocaine. I fucking hate it. It's fucked. I don't say the word hate a lot, but I fucking hate it. (laughs) It's gross. It's rough news. Mm -hmm. I have a, well, so do you. We both have a ton of friends who love cocaine. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. It's unfortunate because the shit sucks. Yeah. Like, it there really was, sucks. There was one point in my life where I was the only person in my entire area, friends, relationships, whatever, that did not do cocaine. Oh, yeah. It's family so excluded. popular. Like, my family doesn't... My family doesn't even really drink. Yeah. But, like, relationships and friendships and everything, everybody in my life was doing cocaine. Yeah. That's such a fucking gross feeling. Like... It's crazy popular. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels to me like... Uh, the one, two, three scale is alcohol, mm-hmm. weed, mm-hmm. coke. And I don't understand I that. I don't get that. I don't get how it's so just common. I've said this before that people around here, or maybe even anywhere, I don't know, but people around here especially are more surprised by the fact that I have not done cocaine mm-hmm. than they would be if I had. Oh, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be, like, more shocked that somebody hasn't done cocaine. Yeah. That's such a fucking strange concept to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's so normalized. Extremely. The amount of people, like, I, I don't, I have no idea, I can't even um ballpark a percentage for you, but the amount of people who think or are 100% sure and will argue the fact that I myself do a ton of cocaine mm-hmm. is pretty high a lot of people think i'm a fucking like i definitely do coke i'm a big party guy i do yeah. coke i don't yeah legitimately i don't even like weed dude mm-hmm. 
I watch my alcohol intake (laughs) like crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go do fucking cocaine. No, I've gotten that a lot. Like, because of people that I used to hang out with. Yeah. Everybody around me did it. So people just assume that I did too. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. As it went on, people got a lot more respectful. If I was there, they would go to the bathroom or just not do it in front of me. Because there was a couple times that I was at parties and people would just like pull out this fucking this fucking tray and then they would just start doing lines oh yeah that is the most uh, i'm not even sorry it's the most disgusting fucking thing i've ever seen in my life yeah the it classic is tray so fucking gross to me i don't know why i am just disgusted by that drug but it fucking turns me off so bad mm-hmm. but like the people around me i got a little bit more lenient i still don't like it i still kind of judge a little bit and i've admitted that before yeah but i they got a little bit more respectful in the sense that they would go to another room to do it if I was there. Which, right. fine. That's fine. Just don't fucking bring it around because I want to puke when I fucking see it. Like, it's yeah. just so gross to me. You know what I do want to say? Um, when, I, when I was talking about my friends who smoke crack occasionally, that was like kind of a, a joke, you know? <laughs> kind of. Shout out to my crackhead friends. They're not crackheads. <laughs> They're just... They like to party, but... <laughs> I, I want to say this in all seriousness. If any of my friends who do cocaine or, like, pills and stuff like that, when I'm with them, they they do those drugs, but every single time that I'm there, they're mm-hmm. like, hey, are you, are you cool with this being yeah. around? Yeah, I've gotten and that a lot. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's your shit. Yep. Do whatever you want to do. I'm not, like, a fucking asshole about it. No. I'm just not going to do it. And no. they have never one time asked me to do it Mm-mm. or tried to push it on me. No, like those no, are like no. real, really my boys. Yep. I've never been offered coke. Mm-hmm. I've never been pressured to do coke. Yeah. Ever. Which good. <laughs> but like and also like I know that I have like really sour feelings towards that specific drug. Yeah. But I know that addiction's not a joke and I know that addiction is fucking hard. I don't know personally. However, I do know that it is something that a lot of people struggle with. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. And I know. I'm aware I, of that, you know. I literally was like, the second I said, yeah, co- or crack in general, you fucking moron. <laughs> the second after I said that, I was like, I hope people know that I'm just being, like, animated when I say that. I, I understand that you don't just wake up one day and be like, fuck it, dog, I'm going to be a crackhead. Yeah. Like, it's a long, horrible road to mm-hmm. end up being a crackhead. And a lot of times, it's not your fault at all. Yeah. It's where you grew up. It's the type of scenarios that you... Were, it's your friendships. Your friendships, your relationships, sometimes your family. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it, it's it got very little to do with you and all about to do with your environment. Mm-hmm. If, uh, I don't know, if you're ever in a position where you're, like, really struggling with hard drugs... When I say fucking <laughs> bad shit about crackheads and stuff, it's kind of for like entertainment value. Yeah, you know? I yeah, don't legitimately hate on people for like having addictions issue. No, no. I myself had an addiction issue with alcohol for years, mm-hmm. so I I can't say shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's not like we're like coming from a place of judgment. It's just a place of like our own opinions. This is our podcast, so we're going to talk about our own opinions and our own yeah, out- of course, look on things. You know. Um, and honestly, a lot of the times that I, I sort of act out when it comes to, like, hard drugs and I seem I seemingly am angry at people who are doing them, I'm more so, like, I'm just passionate about the fact that hard drugs and alcohol fucking kills a lot of people and ruins a lot of people and ruins a lot of relationships. And I'm passionate about how much I hate that. 
And I think that's where my, like, hatred comes from. Is because I care about these people in my life, you know? I don't yeah. want to see them doing that shit. I don't want them to ruin their fucking lives, you know? And, like, it comes from this, like, A, I don't understand because I've never done it. Mm-hmm. And B, I just, like, don't want to see them go down a path because I've seen it time and time and time and time and time again. Oh, it's always Suddenly, the same. cocaine's not enough, you know? And then they move on to the next drug. And it's just, like, this never-ending fucking cycle of addiction. And I get it. Not personally, but I get it. It's hard. However... It's not impossible to break out of it either. No, it's not impossible, but it is extremely difficult. It is difficult, but it's not impossible. No. I have seen people smoking crack on a regular basis completely stop at the drop of a dime because they had something that they needed to stop for or because they just got to the point where they were like, fuck this, I can't keep doing this anymore. And they Mm -hmm. realized it within themselves, you know? Yeah. I just got to the point where I stopped caring enough to tell people that it's bad <laughs> you know like well, you should be smart we're almost 30 you should be smart enough to know that drugs are bad and you should be smart enough and no one's gonna change your outlook on it except for you that's what it is i can sit there and yell at you for doing fucking drugs till i'm blue in the face you're not gonna change unless you want to no you're yeah. not gonna try to beat the addiction unless you fucking want to right mm-hmm. just the way it goes yeah i learned that when i was like <clears throat> My early 20s, because mm-hmm. I would see my friends doing these hard drugs, and I would always be like, you're fucking up, dude. You're fucking your life up, dude. Two or three years of that. Yeah. Like, then I become part of the issue. I'm ruining my friendships because I can't understand that these people are not going to stop, and it's not my position to tell them to stop. Mm-hmm. And who, Like, who am I holier than thou to tell them to quit doing this drug when I'm drinking so much that I'm fucking killing myself as well yeah so it, yeah i got to a point where i was like i don't know i just hope you guys do it safely and and yeah. you know what you're doing and yeah. hope you guys figure it out you know that's the best you can hope for yeah exactly <laughs> it's like i love you guys and i hope uh i hope it's not as bad as i think it is mm-hmm. basically you yeah know? that's the thing yeah like i said it comes from a place of love and care yeah i don't want to see the people that i care about do these things that are going to ruin their fucking lives yeah because i've seen it like and i've never done it but i've been around it enough to have it affect me personally. Yes, yeah. I have lost friendships. I have lost relationships. I have lost a lot of things in my life because of these drugs. And it fucking sucks, you know? Every time it sucks. Mm-hmm. Everybody is... I don't want to say pro-addict, but people are very sympathetic towards addicts, if that makes sense. Yeah. But people typically aren't sympathetic towards the people who have to watch it go down without doing it, mm-hmm. you know? Having it affect their lives without even doing it. Well, I think that's because those people who are being directly affected are the support system. Mm -hmm. So you have your addicts and they're in the worst spot. Mm -hmm. And then like your next level are the people who are directly being affected by it, affected by the addict. Mm -hmm. And then you have the next level, the people who are not affected um, in any way, shape or form by it. Mm -hmm. Well, they probably are, but they probably don't know they are Mm -hmm. in some capacity. But since the people who are being affected by it are the support system for the addicts, there's not going to be a support system for the people for the support system. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're supposed to be the strong ones. Yeah, like yeah. you got to be there for for your loved one. Yeah, and this doesn't just go for drugs. This goes for all sorts of addiction, alcohol or drugs, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. Like fuck, there's sex addicts out there. You know what I mean? There's addictions gambling i've seen fucking gambling it's real addiction there's people's fucking lives medication for it and everything (laughs) what movie is that from i don't know uh blades of glory will ferrell Mm -hmm. 
I'm a sex addict. It's a real addiction. There's medication for it and everything. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in so long. I uh, <laughs> All I really remember is Nick Swardson's character making me laugh. Mm-hmm. But He's yeah, so like, funny. I mean, like, addiction's addiction regardless of what it is, you know? Yeah, and even it's- if it's Nick Swardson movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to derail you anymore. Okay. I'm just trying to be serious. I'm like, yeah, Blades of Glory. <laughs> <laughs> Movie funny. <laughs> Sounds very sorry. <laughs> so, we're coming up on the 50 minutes here, just about an hour, so we're going to wrap it up shortly. But before we do that, I want to go over some statistics for anybody thinking about um, either quitting or just getting a handle on alcohol. I don't have very many drug statistics. Mm-hmm. I wrote these down because these things, they fucking floored me when I read them. So, first one I have written down here. Uh, 19% of people over the age of 12 in Canada alone fall under the heavy drinkers or alcoholics. Mm -hmm. That's approximately 5.9 million people. That doesn't surprise me at all. I was 12 when I started drinking. I was 16. I was fucking young. Like, too young to be drinking. I remember going to parties in and around the it was a small town that i grew up in Mm -hmm. so obviously being introduced to liquor at a young age was not uncommon yeah you know and you go to these like parties and you drink your fucking mickey a sourpuss and act a fool because you're like (laughs) so hammered but like yeah i got introduced to liquor at a very young age 12 is so young Mm -hmm. that's a little kid Mm -hmm. i know i look at 12 year olds now and i'm like oh what's a baby like yeah mm -mm, that's a tiny little baby that's an infant yeah (laughs) But no, I was, I would say I was 12, 13 at most yeah. when I started drinking. I was, I want to say 16, but I think it was, maybe it was 15 the first time I got like drunk, mm. which is, I don't know. I just, that's what floored me about that is 19% of people over the age of 12. Yeah. Like that's a statistic. 5.9 million people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of legitimate alcoholics mm-hmm. in Canada. Canada doesn't have that many people in it. No. You know? Like, basically 20% of Canada. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's only the the documented ones. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that's an average number. Yeah. It's probably a lot more than that. It doesn't account for everybody. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second one, this is uh, one of the only drug things I have written down, if not the only one. Um, for As for drugs, which I believe does include alcohol. Um, there's over a hundred people who die of an overdose every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that's in the United States. Might be Canada. Yeah. So if you're to average that out, that's about 36,000 people a year. Mm-hmm. At a base level average number, about 36,000 people. That doesn't surprise me either. Crazy high number though. Especially with fentanyl going around right now. I I personally know quite a few people who have passed from fentanyl overdose. Yeah. Um. The last three years I know three people who have overdosed. Oh, I know a lot more than that. Yeah? Yeah. Like personally Not now? personally, but even just like seeing posts and stuff of people on okay. social media. Yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's more than that. I'm talking three people that I personally knew mm-hmm. have died of overdoses in the last three years. And that's not including the people who turn to suicide while under the influence mm-hmm. or like like the people who, uh, you know, like a lot of times when you're really depressed and you're at that point where you're like, I don't want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. A lot of people won't act on it, but when they get fucked up, then they might. Mm-hmm. Uh, that overdose does not include that. I know that when 
I am feeling an, an emotion, whatever, if it's anger or sadness, and I, I'm pretty good at like suppressing it sometimes, mm-hmm. but if I drink, it comes out tenfold. Oh, yeah. If I'm sad girl and I drink, I'm like 30% sad girl. Extra. <laughs> yeah. If not more, you know, like I'll uh, ball yeah. in the middle of the fucking bar. I know. I've yeah. cried in every bar <laughs> around the area. <laughs> Not something to be proud of, but I'm a fucking real sad drunk sometimes. You walk in and the whole bar goes quiet like a Western movie and, and oh, someone Jesus. someone turns to the other guy and he goes, that's the cry girl. <laughs> and then one tear rolls down your eye and everyone hits the fucking deck. I just know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've cried a lot when I'm drunk, but only when I'm like a sad girl in real life. Mm-hmm. In real life, what the fuck? When I'm sad, girl, sober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, IRL. IRL. Yeah, no, it amplifies it, like, a lot. Yeah, of course. I think that's everybody, though, right? Yeah. Like, people who say, uh, oh, whiskey makes me fight. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I, I think, think you're just an angry person. Yeah, I you think you're just it. a fucking asshole, and you like fighting. Yeah. <laughs> then you get drunk, and you cannot control your fucking gooned-out monkey brain. <laughs> Dumbass. Um... <laughs> Uh, oh, another one. Every single day in the United States alone, about 30 people die at the hand of drunk driving. Every day. Mm-hmm. 30 people every day. That's fucked. Just drunk driving. 30 people. That's mm-hmm. not drugs. Mm-hmm. Just alcohol. And you have to keep in mind that that might not just be like... Sometimes drunk drivers w- will go drive and kill people who are not drunk driving. Oh, yeah. And they live. Yeah, yep. And I'm not going to say that I'm fucking better than anybody else because I have absolutely sat behind the wheel after I've drank. Oh, yeah. Not proud of that. No. And I don't want to, like, bring any... Like, don't fucking do it. But, you know, no, actually, you know what? Feel bad. Feel bad. I feel fucking horrible. Anybody who gets behind the wheel when they're drunk should feel fucking horrible. Yes. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I've done it. And I know that a lot of people can probably relate Oh, yeah. When I was younger? Yeah. Yeah, because you're young and you're just like... Nothing's ever going to happen to me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. But don't fucking do it. No, especially now that, you know, 30 people in the United States alone... Every day. A day just from drunk driving. That's, um, if we're to average that out, 11,000 people a year just from drunk driving. That's insane. Like, take away every other way there is to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 11,000 a year-ish. Sometimes more. Too many. That's fucking nuts. Too many. And also, this is the one that uh, hit me. This is why I wrote it down. If we average that out, 30 people a day, mm-hmm. um, the numbers, that's about every 50 minutes somebody dies from drunk driving. So about every hour. Yeah. A Le- little bit less than an hour. Yeah. Um, Every day. Someone dies from a drunk driver. That's or a drunk driver fucking dies. Fucking insane. Yeah. Real bad. Yeah. Um, also, if you're hearing this and you're thinking, I'm not afraid of death, dude. Death's not going to catch me ever. I'm I'm immortal. Uh, 40% of all violent crimes are committed under the influence of alcohol alone. That is not including drugs. Mm-hmm. So if death doesn't scare you i bet you waking up to find out you're being charged for uh, five years mm-hmm, because you killed three people yeah or you just beat the fuck out of someone for mm-hmm. no reason because you were too hammered and too stupid to handle it yeah and now you're going to jail and you just fucked your whole life up mm-hmm. that probably scares you 
Something's gotta. Like. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not trying to, like, guilt trip or scare people into quitting. But if you're thinking about it, mm-hmm. you think, like, maybe I do have an issue and I should kind of reevaluate my shit here. Just think about that kind of stuff. You There's know? actual numbers behind why substances are not good. Unresponsible use of substances, yeah. Well, that's the thing, and you don't want to become another statistic. You know? No, and the numbers are fucking high. Mm-hmm. And they've actually gone up exponentially yeah. since the pandemic. Well, and that doesn't surprise me either. People get bored, you know. Well, exactly. That's pretty much all it is. People get bored. People, they start getting depressed, anxious. Mm-hmm. It's self-medicating, you know. Yep, absolutely. And I'm very guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Many times, yeah, like, just get bored as shit. And mm-hmm. I, what am I going to do? I have a case of beer. I'm alone. Mm-hmm. I'm bored, you know. Yeah. It's an easy way to kill an entire night. You can do substances and you can be responsible about it. 100%. Oh, yeah, that's... I push that a 100%. Like, I'm I'm not one of those people who are like, you should quit drinking. Like, sometimes I think I would like to quit drinking, but I'm not going to, I don't mm. think. Because I have it under control, I'm, I don't think I'm going to quit because I'm able to drink responsibly now. Mm-hmm. For no, a long time, I was not able to. That's big for me. Like, I I used to drink not very responsibly. Yeah. I've done a lot of shitty fucking things under the influence. Yes, of course. Everybody has. I'm at a stage now where, like I said prior, I can go weeks without drinking. Mm-hmm. I can go as long as I need to. I drink when I want to, not because I have to. Yeah. And I can cut it off after three, four drinks. Right. I don't have to get hammered, you know. Being able to... It's fine to want to drink. And it's fine to want to smoke weed. Or whatever, even if you do cocaine and you just clean your house or something. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, it's fine to use substances sometimes, as long as you are in control of the substance and the substance is not in control of you. Mm-hmm. Well, even with harder drugs, you know, um, I am I'm not a guy who... What's the word I'm looking for there? Uh, is an advocate? Yes, I am not an advocate for hard drugs whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I understand that some people and, and some people that I'm very close with can do hard drugs like cocaine or even crack. And like, still work a full-time job and pay their bills and yes. live responsibly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just do it every once in a while mm-hmm. and that's it. They, then they don't do it for another <laughs> six months. Yeah. And I guess if if you know where it's coming from, you know that it's not cut with like fentanyl or something that's going to kill you if you're doing it in a safe environment and you're not addicted to it and you are a person who's able to keep it under control and do it like once twice a year Mm -hmm. i to be honest don't really see an issue with that yeah if nothing negative comes from it and it's something that you like to do but you are safe about it yeah not a problem yeah once it you know it's not safe anymore you don't really know where you're getting it from. You're doing Starts it like once a week. your life and your decisions and everything. You're yeah. spending all your money on it. Like Yes. Yeah. Once the wheels start coming off, it starts getting scary. But, you know, it's like any substance, I think, if you do it responsibly, except maybe like heroin. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think anyone's like a casual heroin guy. I don't think you can be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> I, I only know a few people who have done heroin, and uh, actually the people who were heroin people that I knew are dead now. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. It doesn't seem like it can be done that casually, but, no. you know, cocaine, 
and and I apparently crack <laughs> can be done casually and responsibly. Once it gets past that, you know, you got an issue. Yeah, like I said, like if you can control the substance, it's fine. But if the substance starts to control you, then you have an issue. Yeah. Then reach out, you know. Also, um, when preparing for this and writing down my, my fun little statistics, I was looking to see if there's one phone number you can call if you like have substance issues mm-hmm. for Canada. There there actually doesn't seem to be one there's phone no number. One, like addiction hotline? That's exactly what I looked up, and it doesn't seem to be that the case. But if you can look up addiction or substance abuse hotline, mm-hmm. you'll be directed to a website that will give you the phone number for your appropriate province. Okay. okay. So there is things you can do, like if you're struggling with addiction uh, and substance abuse bad enough and you don't really have anyone you can personally reach out to, mm-hmm. you, there is a phone number for every province that you live in. All you have to do is addiction, like Google addiction hotline. Yeah. It's that easy. Click, I believe, the first or second mm-hmm. page. You know, either way, you're going to get something. Yeah. And, yeah, so there's no, um, you know how, like, the suicide hotline is just one number for yeah, everywhere? for Canada, yeah. Or, yeah, for the country of Canada. But yeah. um, addiction is not the same, but it is almost just that easy. Mm-hmm. Just Google it and you'll get a phone number for your province. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, if you're at the point in your life where you realize that these drugs are overtaking and you need help and you want to reach out but you don't know where to start, that's a good start. Just Googling and finding information on it and reaching out. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times people cannot get over addiction alone. I know people oh, who can so and who have and I commend them immensely for it. Mm-hmm. But I know that a lot of people cannot most i would argue most people can i would say yeah most people so if you are getting to that point in your life where you're starting to realize that it's fucking your life up whether it's you're spending too much money or you're becoming violent or whatever the fuck it is do not be afraid to reach out for help there are rehab centers everywhere people willing to help overcome the addiction you know i can't preach full sobriety because i don't know if i'll ever be sober Mm -hmm. but you have to have a handle on what you're putting into your body You have to be in control of your life and not let a substance control you. You know what else you can do is you can listen to only, specifically, Minor Threat and Youth of Today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why? That'll fix you right up because those are two straight-edge punk rock bands. Okay. You're good to go. Influence. Yes, exactly. Good influences. I'm not even joking. Minor Threat is one of my favorite bands of all time ever. I have their Black Sheep logo tattooed, blasted right on my fucking arm. Mm-hmm. I love Minor Threat. Ian Mackay, the lead singer, he's straight edge. He's vegan, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. That dude is partially responsible for me getting a handle on shit. Yeah. Because, like, I felt like an idiot. Mm-hmm. I would listen to one of my favorite bands, and, I, and when I was younger, I was like, the, a guy I look up to... Th- would think I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> and then helped. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not being serious when I say listen to fucking Minor Threat Youth of Today. It'll fix you up. But it did have a hand in helping me. Even just to find another influence. Even to find a sober buddy. You know, a sober friend. Oh, yeah. Or just like anybody in your life that can like lead you in the right direction. Whether it's music or an artist or whatever the fuck it is. You know, yeah, yeah. finding something in your life that <clears throat> shows you the good side of sobriety. You know, mm-hmm. and can help you get through addiction. 
Yeah, like, I guess I started saying that as a joke, but I can be serious about it for a second. Like, Minor Threat specifically, Mm -hmm. um, they are fucking hardcore, and they're tough, and I think they're cool as shit. And finding out that they they have no tolerance for alcohol or drug use Mm -hmm. at all whatsoever made me look at it from a new lens. Change your perspective on it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because everybody I was idolizing before, like, punk rockers and rock stars, they were all fucking nutcases, you know? Yeah. And then Ian McKay, I find out about him, and he does nothing. The only substance he does is coffee. Yeah. Caffeine. Yep. And uh, I was like, damn, that guy's sick as hell. And I honestly think it's cooler to be straight edge. It's, like, tougher because it's so hard to do. Oh, yeah. You're, like, really the master of your own domain if you can say no to every single substance. Especially in, like, well, I want to say our area because there's more bars than there are anything else in town you <laughs> yeah know? yeah but i think that goes for everywhere in the world oh yeah alcohol you know? is such a massive comp uh, company not company but you know what i mean like it's mass production yeah yeah the consumer levels of alcohols through the fucking roof yeah. and it yep. has been for ever it's everywhere you go you know yeah and it's it's fine there are pros to it you know but just responsibly Mm-hmm. So I think that is all the time that we have for today. We're going on over an hour, so this will be one of our longer episodes. Um, it was a good episode, though. Oh, I, I had a really good time talking about it. A little bit more serious. You know, we like to throw those in. I think actually our podcast is like mostly serious. <laughs> yeah, we well, I think the initial idea was we're going to be a comedy podcast who touches on serious aspects. But as we continue this podcast journey... It seems to be more of a serious podcast with comedy aspects. Mm-hmm. Which I'm okay with. I am too, because it's things that we're both passionate about. Yeah. We're you know? finding out ourselves, and we're just kind of going with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I also like it because I don't feel like I have to be on every time we record. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to be fucking hilarious every single time. Yeah. Humor is huge, but I feel like those serious conversations need to happen. The yeah, one of like the taboo conversations that a lot of people are afraid to fucking talk about, you know. Mm-hmm. And whether you agree with us or not, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah, like I'm not sitting here saying that I'm fucking right, you know. No, absolutely not. This is just like my lens that I look through, mm-hmm. and it's just sort of giving you the opportunity to see something through a different lens or agree, and and then you there you go, you're validated. Mm-hmm. Other people think about it. But. No, exactly. I, that's the point of a podcast, right? Is to just talk about your own personal opinion. If you have opposing yeah. opinions, you can start a podcast and maybe we'll listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we have, uh, yeah, we're just over an hour, so we're going to wrap this episode up. We appreciate you guys for listening, as always. Mm-hmm. Um, we like consistency and we, we have no intention on slowing down with this podcast. We're here to stay, we're here to record, and we're here to just continue pushing this podcast. So just because an episode's late here and there doesn't mean that we don't want to do it and that we're giving up on it oh no i plan on getting right back on track oh yeah i believe i said that in the episode it was just covid and then the car issues and everything it really just it's kind of been like a shit show of a week it's been very difficult (laughs) month two months i don't even know it's it's been hard to stay consistent with this but you know we're doing our best and frankly i think pretty well considering i yeah we're not giving up No. Well, the worst that's happened is we've been a few days late mm -hmm. on the the three separate podcasts that we put out as a podcast company. And we're 
happy to do it. So, I mean, like, yeah, if you guys want to continue to listen to us, we appreciate it. Go rate us five stars. Um, if you guys want, we're still willing to do listener questions. People have slowed down on them. So, we're just kind of, like, letting it happen as it is. Yeah, we'll do them as we, as we get them. Yeah, yeah. We encourage you to send them in, though. Absolutely. You can send them in to dofpodcast at outlook.com. Um, a quick rundown it doesn't have to be like a question either no you can send us a question it's completely anonymous we we will not tell anybody your name even in our personal lives i have taken that vow you can ask us a question about our you know personal lives or the podcast or you could just tell us a fucking story that you want to get off your chest you can bring up an opposing opinion if you have one i love to look at things from a different lens no absolutely if you guys listen to an episode and you're like fuck that don't believe in that i want to hear the opposing side of course absolutely because if you can convince me you've done your job Mm -hmm. yeah we're open to anything not just questions stories everything so like i said rate us five stars Write us in. We would really, really appreciate it. Write a review. Write a review, If yeah. you have time. Even if it's just like, meh, okay podcast, and you write us like three stars, it's still better than nothing. No. <laughs> it's better than nothing. No, I know, I know. <laughs> and go follow us on all of our social medias. They are all listed in the description for the podcast. We have TikTok. Not a very regular posted on TikTok, but we're working on it. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> Uh, we have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have... That's it. That's all of them. Mm-hmm. Instagram and Facebook get posted on um, minimum once a week, mm-hmm. but typically a few times a week. Mm-hmm. Twitter, I run the Twitter. Mm-hmm. You're on there like all day, every day. Twitter gets posted on a lot. So if you want uh, just some funny bullshit that really has nothing to do with the podcast with the odd promotion mm-hmm. thing for our podcast... Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, it's just like funny tweets. It's not directly correlated to the podcast a lot of the times. I know. Most of the time, I'm literally just on there being silly. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, so if you guys have Twitter, go check it out. And they are all listed in the description. We love you guys, and we will see you... Monday. Monday. Two times. Well, no, because when they listen to this, it'll be Monday. Oh, frick. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>